Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast. I'm Chaz Hathaway. Today's experience is from IANDS.org, I A N D S.org, which is the International Association of Near Death Studies website. And this was uh, only recently uploaded to the site uh, this month, in fact. But the experience happened in 2010. He says, In May 2010, I suffered a heart attack as a result of a blood clot which broke loose following an accident where the bones on my left foot were crushed after being run over by an errand, an errant SUV the month before. I'll never forget the day of the accident because earlier I'd given $20 to a homeless woman and she tried to give me her Bible, telling me I was going to need more, need it more than she would. <laughs> While in the hospital, I contracted a severe bout of double pneumonia, which I fought off until my condition worsened severely that November. I had just come to work on Monday, no, 29th of November, when I got into a very serious coughing frenzy. I couldn't breathe and remember panicking before losing consciousness, apparently sprawling across my desk. Instantly, I was surrounded by this immense loving light. I could hear what sounded like a low, steady buzz, but was now completely devoid of any pain or physical sensation. It was like falling through the floor and suddenly landing in God's hand. The light was too bright for me to look at directly, though there was no pain and I have the impression I was on my knees. The light was all around me while directly in front of me was a courtroom setting. There were four judges on four separate tall benches. They were in gray robes with hoods and I couldn't see their faces, but they were all writing. In front of them was a low courtroom bar, and I immediately knew that if I crossed it, I would never be coming back. I sensed that the light was God, and when I turned my attention away from the judges toward him or her, everything instantly made sense. I wanted to stay, but I had to come back. It was communicated in pure thought that I was supposed to become a writer. Something I thought was just so odd and even ludicrous because I'd always been more of an artist or a cartoonist, in addition to being trained as an engineer. I also have a physics degree. I desperately wanted to stay. And so when I heard these voices calling, Rudy, Rudy, I kept thinking or trying to shout, Leave me alone. I want to stay. I remember the final thought from God. I will heal thee. Next thing I knew, I regained consciousness by abruptly falling so hard on the floor that my forehead started bleeding. My co-workers had walked in and thought I was playing dead until I flopped on the floor as dead weight. My co-workers quickly surrounded me and later told me I just kept saying, wow, over and over again, as if wow could even begin to convey what I experienced. I remember being so frustrated, I am even now, that I couldn't bring all the knowledge I'd learned back. My brain was just so pitifully small. I remember telling my coworkers later about what happened, the part about the light and the message, I will heal thee, 
I blurted out my interpretation that I knew then that God had painted his own portrait. People looked at me both seriously and also suspiciously. My boss, however, was very upset by all this and took a sterner view by saying, These things don't happen to people like you. Yet within 18 months, he took early retirement, sold everything he owned, and went off to Concordia Seminary to become a Lutheran minister. But not before transferring me out of his organization here with the DOD. I tell people that I was the one who had the religious experience and he was the one that went off to become a minister. Since then, I've still been assimilating my experience. I don't have any message for the world, but yes, I admit to psychic incidents. Incidents with electronics, my watches being fixed again, etc. Probably the most profound thing that has happened is when my mother passed away in January 2017, I was able to tell her, even though she was in a coma, to go into the light. I was at the hospital when she died at 4.45 a.m. I intuitively knew she would pass and had woken up about 4 a.m. on the cot in her room. The nurses who had tremendous experience with oncology patients passing away thought she'd go on into the weekend, but I knew her time was near. She passed on my birthday. But it was so peaceful and I can't help but believe that my own experience was partly to help her when her time came. I also believe she held on for me because she'd gone into a coma the week before in an abrupt cardiac arrest, having been brought in with kidney failure. She had been in the beginnings of third stage Alzheimer's and I can only surmise that when she had her own near death the week before, that at that moment she achieved full clarity again and wanted to come back for me so that I could make the decision to let her go. A few things have happened after her passing, but that's probably appropriate for another account. That's the end of the experience that is shared here. Very interesting. So when he first passed out, he said he heard the buzzing sound. Well, first he was surrounded by immense loving light. And then he says, I could hear what sounded like a low, steady buzz. Now, I've heard of this before, and it seems to come up fairly often, not often enough to call it, you know, an essential or, you know, one of the major things, but it, it does seem to happen sometimes. No idea what it is. Is it just the sound that is around and you know in the spirit world i don't know i don't know maybe it's the sound of the earth and in in its mortal form and a spirit on the mortal world can hear it or something i don't know i'm just throwing that out there but uh it's it's common enough that you know if you experience that don't be surprised and then he says it was like following falling through the floor and suddenly landing in God's hand. I have heard this before about people feeling like they sink down into the bed or they sink down into the ground or something and then find themselves in, say, the void or something like that. And I don't know whether their spirit is actually drifting into the ground and that's why it's dark and whatever. I doubt it. I think there's probably more to it than that. But the sensation is one of 
of sinking into the ground. Most often, if you think about this, it makes sense, but most often when people are passing out, their eyes are closed, so it's not like they're seeing, you know, in in unbroken, an unbroken chain of, you know, light around them where they're staring up at doctors and then they find themselves drifting up from their body. I, I suppose that probably does happen, but more likely they're, you know, in enough pain and so forth that their eyes are closed and they're just trying to kind of concentrate enough to stay alert and stay, you know, whatever. But uh, in this case, as soon as he finds himself in this light that's way too bright to look at directly, well, though, um, he says, though there was no pain and I have the impression I was on my knees, I suspect he could have stared straight at it. It's just that in your mortal mind and, and eyes and so forth, a light that, that is that bright has to be shielded from your eyes or else it could blind you. And so my guess is that it was his um, mortal afterglow, not afterglow, but, you know, he's still in the mortal mind that uh, makes him think he can't look at it. That's my guess. But then he says that the light was all around me directly, but, oh, the light was all around me, so he's surrounded by this light, but directly in front of him, kind of a, like this tunnel in front of him or whatever, of view anyway, um, was a courtroom setting. This is interesting. I haven't heard this. I've heard of I've heard of monks or, or, you know, spirits in robes and so forth. In fact, robes seem very common to wear on the other side, including in the library, which there's an interesting little discussion about that at, in uh, one of our episodes. I can't remember which, but, uh, but somebody was just like, what's with the robes? And others are saying, ah, they're, they're probably going a little further than they have to at this, but, you know, do each his own kind of thing. <laughs> There's like this little exchange like that. Anyway, I don't know if that's what's going on here, but uh, but these, these four persons, beings, whatever, are in gray robes, and he says they were judges. And when somebody says something like that, I mean, if they're in gray robes, you know, with hoods, where they couldn't see their faces. If I saw a judge with a hood over his head so they couldn't even see his face, I don't think I would even think it was a judge. And I don't know, it, it doesn't say he or her, it could have been either, but um, but he says that they were judges. And, and my thought, you know, when they're standing on these tall bench, or sitting on these tall benches, well, it just says on these benches, I assume they were sitting. And, but he doesn't clarify how he knew they were judges, but he was in the spirit. And so in the spirit, it seems that people just know stuff. Kind of like in a dream where it's like, it's like, well, there was these, you know, these guys, they were part of a gang. They didn't look like gang members, but they were part of this gang. How do you know that? Well, you just know it. It's your dream, you know? And, and I think it's kind of like that in the spirit. And maybe that's where dreams get it from. They remember some level of just knowingness and it just shows up in dreams because of that I don't know anyway and these judges were writing I don't know if it was on scrolls or books or whatever but they were writing and it doesn't appear that they acknowledged him per se at least he doesn't mention them acknowledging him they were just kind of there writing and he turns his attention back toward the light because he says 
I sensed that the light was God, and when I turned my attention away from the judges toward him or her, uh, to God, I assume, everything instantly made sense. And I love, <laughs> and by love, I mean, uh, I find this ironic and fascinating and 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 bizarre and, and cool all at the same time. That's all he says about it, except that everything is in all caps. Everything made sense. Everything about the situation, everything about life, the universe, and everything. I don't know. I imagine life, the universe, and everything, I would think. But, uh, and no, I suspect the answer was not 42 <laughs> for any of you Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe uh, fans. Anyway, so he gets the answer to everything, basically, or at least everything made sense. And then he hears these voices shouting, Rudy, Rudy, which is his name, apparently. And he's shouting back, or he thought he was shouting back. He was thinking back to them. Leave me alone. I want to stay. And the final thought from God is, I will heal thee. And then the next thing you know, he's waking up. So Rudy is the name of this guy, apparently. But um, very interesting. I've, I don't know what to make of the judges. Other than that, I think it's only fair to assume that he was probably right that that's who they were, which is interesting because we talk about there so much about there not being any judgment and so forth. What are judges there for then? You know, some people talk about council of elders or council of uh, various different kinds of names like that, but uh, all of them seem to be there to to convince the person to go back, maybe to review with them their life, something to that effect. And I don't know if that's what this one was for or not, but he does say that there was this line that he knew that if he crossed toward these judges, he knew if he crossed that he wouldn't be coming back. There's there's that barrier that is separating um, life from death, which is interesting. He does talk a little bit about after effects. He says that uh, um, after his experience, he ha he says that he has uh, has to admit to having uh, many psychic incidents inc or incidences with electronics. Also, his watch is being fixed again. We talked a little bit about that last time. The watch thing, the watch is just not working for near-death experiencers, and. Uh, he says that the most profound thing seemed to be that he could sense when it was time for his mom to die. And I think by that he's, he doesn't mean just that he knew she was going to, but I suspect also he had probably a great deal more comfort at her death than he would have had any chance of having had he not had this experience. I think uh, that is the most common after effect of the near-death experience, if you can even call it an after effect. I mean, it is because it's something that comes out of nearly every near-death experience is a complete lack of fear of death. And I say almost because some people have distressing near-death experiences and come back before uh, the chance of being delivered and so forth. So there's that. But um, it does appear that it takes away most people's fear of death. In fact, those ones who had distressing, many of them say, oh, I'm not afraid of death. I just want to get better 
be better before I go back. <laughs> but uh, anyway, kind of an interesting experience. And he says that he, there, there's a lot about his mother's death that it seems to have affected him. And something about the near-death experience seems to bring people closer and more understanding to the, uh, of those who are dying or going to die. Which is really valuable because that's often a time of great anxiety and fear for those who aren't familiar with all of this. Anyway, very interesting. If you would like to contact the podcast, you can do so by emailing neardeathexperiencepodcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDE-CAST. And also you can support the podcast by either clicking on the link on uh, the website, neardeathexperiencepodcast.org, where it says support the podcast, or you can go to patreon.com slash ndecast to support the show to become a monthly contributor to the podcast. And with that, thank you so much, all of you. So much. I mean, really so much. Thank you for listening.